0: This is the Walkaway FBA Podcast, where we talk about how to stop building Amazon's business through FBA and start building your own business. I am your host, Joshua Esters. If you like this podcast, follow this podcast, share this podcast. Let's get started. All right, all right, all right. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving, got a chance to see some family, eat some food you haven't eaten in a while, um, take a break, a mental break, you know, I just hope everybody is, uh, is doing well, and, um, you know, I just want everybody to win. I want everybody to be successful. And I just hope, uh, <clears throat> I hope it was good for you guys. And, um, you know, I hope the, uh, holidays, the holiday season is just good for you and fruitful for you. That's what I'm hoping for, for everybody listening right now. Um, oh, you know what? Um. My wife did not have the babies. That's not why I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. Uh, She's actually, uh, we're we're scheduled to, the, the babies are scheduled to come into the world on December, December 10th or the 11th. I think it's the 11th. And uh for those that don't know, we're having twins, um, one boy, one girl, so they're fraternal- fraternal twins um, and you know it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. it's gonna be interesting because you know at that time. When they do come into the world, I'll have a total of five kids, and unfortunately, I will not be able to uh, stop working. Right. So this is actually the uh, the second childbirth that I have experienced. Where no, it's, no, no, it's actually the first. This is the first childbirth where i was able to uh take time off and you know just be there 100% um, you know i've 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 had uh those the the other my other my other kids you know i was able to take like you know when i was working at a 9 to 5 job i was able to you know take family leave and all that kind of stuff And, um, and this will be the first time I, you know, won't be able to necessarily, you know, step away from the business because, um, you know, it is what it is. But the beautiful thing is, is, um, you know, I do work from home, obviously. And, um, I work, I work on the business from home, basically, so there's a there's a blessing in that. <clears throat> and you know, if 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 anyone has hasn't done it yet in terms of, you know, just working on their business full time from home, it's extremely difficult. <laughs> if you have, if you have kids. If you have kids, and if you have kids, uh it, it's extremely difficult. And um <clears throat> Even with a partner, you know. If you have kids and you're and you're single, I you know, um I, I can't imagine, you know, what what your life is like. And I know there's a lot of difficulties there. But you know, I could be wrong. You know, I know I know there's probably a lot of people who just haven't figured it out. Have it have it figured out. But um but you know i'll be able to work from home and obviously uh, i'll be able to do kind of the same things i i, I already do there're certain times in the day where it's like um i'm hands off and there's not that many times during the day that i'm actually hands off it's it's um it's basically when everybody's asleep um when i when i'm totally 100% hands off <clears throat> Because what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, my wife being as pregnant as she is, you know, I, you know, I have to help out with almost every single activity, every single activity, activity, you know, you know, changing diapers and wiping butts, you know, and washing dishes, obviously, and cleaning up and picking up spills every every other second, you know. Like I said I have three kids, they're all under they're 6 and under. So there's constantly stuff to do, you know. And what makes it even a bit harder is that, you know, I have um, I have one child. My oldest child is in um My oldest child is in um first grade and and we're doing distance learning. Because that's the, you know, that's what we have to do. That's the requirement right now because of this uh, pandemic, if you can say that. Um, So it's very challenging. And then I also have uh, my my other, uh, that's my daughter. My daughter's the oldest one. And I have another daughter who would have been in preschool, who would have been in preschool for free you know this this would have been the 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 year that i wouldn't ha- i wouldn't have had to pay for preschool for her you know um and i was like celebrating right you know i was celebrating that that was going to happen prior prior to march i was celebrating and um and you know that's not happening right now and and it's a challenge because um it's a challenge because you know she's not being challenged, you know, and um trying to put together the time for that is challenging um, being that my wife, she only has enough energy my wife, you know, the thing about distance learning, at least for first graders, I don't know how it is for anybody else, for older, older students, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's different. But with first graders, you, you have, it's, it's like you're sitting in class with them. You have to be with them, at least, you know, here where, where we are in Nevada. You have to be with them because you have to kind of walk them through what's going on. You know, you have to walk them through going to this web page and clicking on this and go to this assignment over here and doing this and doing that. Now, granted, um, my my daughter has been in long dis- uh, you know distance learning for a few months now. So there's a lot she knows how to do. She knows how to use the computer. She knows how to use the computer more so now um, than she probably would if, uh, if she was in class. So she knows how to you know she knows how to maneuver you know, but um there has to be someone present there has to be an adult present uh during the entire school school session, so from um nine o'clock all the way to two fifteen you know and that's what my wife does, and she doesn't really have any any more energy than that <laughs> you know it, it's 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 kind of Maybe for her, she may be, you know, not only is she just, you know, just tired and, you know, uh, it, it may be a little bit mind numbing, you know, because like you, you're just kind of just waiting to be needed, but you know, you wouldn't be, you know, you will be needed, you know. And then, you know, obviously, you know, you have to help out with the assignments and all this kind of stuff. So, so it's not, it's not entirely, obviously, it's not like the teacher's doing it all the way through. She's doing everything she can, but, um, there's breaks in between classes or in between sessions. And during those breaks, you know, there's assignments and, you know, she has to be there to basically teach. So, so my my four year old is somewhat left out of the the learning process to to a certain degree you know uh we do sit down with her or i do at least i do in between what i'm doing you know in between the working i'm um, we we have a workbook for her one of the things we do we have a workbook for her. You know, cause preschool, you know, ABCs, letters, you know, just um, numbers, and uh, you know, a lot of play too, crayons, things like that. In terms of learning, a lot of play learning, I guess you can say. Um, but there, and there's 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 only so much time in a day, and there's only so much. Uh, that I can do right now, and it's it's even going to be more challenging when, you know, our new babies come. So, yes, you know, there may be a, a a way to look at it. Well, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to, you know, be home and at least not have to worry about a job Because that was the first thing that came to my mind when all of these things were being talked about in terms of, you know, at home distance learning. I was like, well, damn, that would really suck for people who actually have to go to work. Like, how does that even work? How does that work? How does that make any sense? You know, how does it make any sense? Especially if you're a single parent. How does it make any sense? It's really fucked up, but you know, I'm, we're, we're, we're moving along. We're, we're just trying to take it day by day. There's just a lot of stuff, right? A lot of stuff that needs to be done. That's not being done because of things just, you know, things to do, just keep piling on and piling on. And it's just it's, it's 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 um you know it's just stressful where you're trying to operate day to day and 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 take care of the short term things right because every day you got to do things to produce you know you got to produce you know I I have to produce right. You know, if I don't produce this whole thing, this whole thing called my household goes down if I don't produce, right? You have to produce and 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 you have to make decisions on the short term, right? You got to make, you got to do these, make these decisions. You know, you have to do what you have to do during the day, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, you got to handle things. And on top of that, you also have to handle things in that same day. In that same day, you have to handle things that that don't produce a result until a couple of days later or until a week later or until a month later or until two months later. So this is constantly this uh, this thing called work. This constantly work in the sense that not just working for money, but just work, for working for your life. You know, it's working for your life. You know, a lot of, you know, it's, 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 um, and, and all we can do is take it day by day. All we can do is take it day by day. Yo, I really didn't mean to get on this podcast and, 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 and be as down as I am right now. (laughs) I really didn't mean to, but it's a lot of real shit happening out here, you know? And, um, we got to speak on it, you know, we got to speak on it. We got to talk about it. And acknowledge it. And, um, you know, so I guess I'm just venting or ranting or I don't know what I'm doing right now. But I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's healthy to at least, you know, get stuff off your chest. And all we can do, like I said, all we can do is move day by day, move day by day, do the best we can today they wake up and try to do better, and they wake up try to do better because literally that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. All we have is the choice to try to do better every day and um, I, I don't try to be too hard on myself i don't I try not to be too hard on myself um, but you know for a very long time in my life. I've always, you know, I always held the world on my shoulders and the world just meaning like, you know, my family and things like that, you know, because I've seen a lot. I've studied a lot and I've experienced quite a bit, you know, I I turned, I turned 31 in August and uh I've I've experienced a number of things. I've seen a number of things and I've studied a number of things, you know, and I just never have I just never had the luxury I never had the luxury, you know, un you know, except for being a kid, right? I never had the luxury of ignorance being bliss or I never had the luxury of living in bliss because of ignorance. Except during those times, you know, I would say, I would say maybe 13 years old and younger or 14 years, yeah, maybe 13, 13 years old and younger, of course, you know, you're just being a kid. But after that, I was no longer a kid. I was no longer a normal kid. You know, there are some things that happen in my life that uh, that shape who I am right now. So I just don't have the luxury. And I think one of the one of the characteristics of, of entrepreneurship is that you know you actually you work towards you know you you, you basically you know you do things. Now that other people aren't doing to have later what other people won't have. Right. So it's a very long game. And I, I don't think people really dissect that. I mean, I know I, I chopped up the quote a little bit, but you know, you're doing things now that other people aren't doing to have in the future what other people will not. You know, you, you hear that a lot, you know, an entrepreneurial community, I guess you could say that, um, but but if you really dissect that, what that now what I realize what that now what that means is we just don't have the luxury now. We don't have the luxury now. In the now, we don't have the luxury of being ignorant of not knowing that certain decisions that we make right now. We don't have the we have the the luxury of not knowing that certain decisions that we make now will have an will have an effect on us in the future. We don't we don't have that luxury because we know we know what what the hell is gonna happen four years from now if we don't do our shit right now. We 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 know we I know if I don't do shit right now you know or today I'm not gonna have sales tomorrow like I know that I'll have some sales but if I'm not putting in my work, it ain't going to come. You know, it it's 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 you know what you know and it's hard to unknow it. And that may be a, a dark side of entrepreneurship is is that because the the Because the correlation between work and how much money you make, it's not really a strong correlation. It's not that strong of a correlation. In some instances, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And when you're working hourly, there's a strong correlation, probably 100%, you can say, that... How long you work, you know, you know, your work and your pay are correlated almost a hundred percent. They're correlated. You put in these hours, you get this money. You put in these hours, you get this money. And what that does is it trains us to fall asleep. It trains us to fall asleep. And. Be. Complacent it trains us to not be able to look into the future because the future is so secure. The next two weeks is secure. You know how much money you're going to make. It's secure. But when you jump on the entrepreneurial train, the amount of work you put in does not equal how much you get paid. It doesn't. You could put in a lot of work and get paid a lot. That's possible. You can do a lot of work and not get paid a lot, but get paid a lot a year from now. That's possible. But what it does is it makes you think of the future. It forces you to think about things you would not be thinking about if you were just a 9 to 5 employee you think about things way different you think about legacy you think about what do you want to leave behind you think about what do i have to do what do i have to do to be comfortable what do i have to do to be secure what do I have to do? How do I get this business or this this uh or this business? How do I get it self-managing so I can step away and have more time to do this this and this? Okay, so now I got this income. How secure is this income? Do I need to invest the difference into a different business to reach a particular goal? That I'm trying to reach. You start digging into parts of your brain. That you don't usually dig into. You know. You just don't. And then you start to learn. About the surrounding areas. Of entrepreneurship. The surrounding areas. Could be. You know, politics, it could be finance, it could be leadership, it could be um, uh, technology, it can be uh, uh, um, uh, countries in terms of, you know, where are some other countries that you might be able to live in and pay less taxes in or have more freedom or something like that or whatever it is. You, you 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 start to really you start to really expand the what you're looking at when you see something and that's what i mean by we don't have the luxury of being ignorant and i get it i get it i know i i get it you know sometimes every now and then i just think like man you know you know the good old days you know the good old days right when i didn't know shit Those were the good days, man. Those were good days, man. You know, those were good. Playing video games, watching cartoons. You know, just fucking around. And the thing is, hey, you know what, this podcast, I I got to get my shit off today. I got to get it off today. That's what this podcast is going to be. I'm just basically getting my shit off today. So, excuse me. Um, because we live in we live in we live in a very interesting time right now. That's why, and I'm taking it all in. I'm taking it all in, trying to digest it, and I know a lot of people are taking it taking it in. They're doing everything they can every single day. But they're still trying to take in all the things that are happening right now. What's happening right now? We probably will not see this ever again. You know, if 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 you if you look back in time, if you just you know go to go to go to any historic moment in time, if you just look back. Any historic moment that, that's in the books, right? In the history books that that you can look at and say, you know, that thing, that this, this, this part of history really laid the foundation for the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 years. We are in a moment right now. We are in a moment right now that's going to shape the next hundred years, at least. We are in a moment right now. It's a chaotic, it's a chaotic moment. It's extremely chaotic. And there's no real positive solution for everything that's happening right now every outcome every potential outcome is going to be a disaster every potential possible outcome that will end this period of time right now is going to be chaotic it's going to be disastrous it's it's going it, to it it's it's not going to go well On a macro level, just, you know, from, from the, the, just looking from, you know, 30,000 foot view, there's no positive solution to any of this, you know, once we put a stamp on this time period that we're in right now, you, you basically will see, you know, You'll see life starting to flourish again and, and, and hope, hopefully flourish. That's what, you know, that's what we're all hoping for, you know, after, after the fact, after the potential outcome, the potential result, the potential solution, whatever you want to call it, after whatever that stamp is, you're just going to see new life. New life is, is going to be forming and flourishing under the new world that we're going to be living in. we don't have the luxury of being ignorant we just we just don't we don't what whatever we thought whatever we thought pre march 2020 pre pandemic 2020 whatever we thought of the world whatever we thought our lives would end up like Whatever we thought about how we're going to eat, how we're going to how we're going to work, how we're going to uh, allocate our money, how we're going to purchase supplies, how we're going to, you know, climb up the ladder. If you're going to do that, you know, corporate America, how we're going to start a business, how we're going to uh build a family how we're going to relate to friends and associates how we're going to raise our kids how we're going to court mates for potential marriage if that's even if that's if that's going to be a thing anymore how we're going to everything every, how we're going to 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 uh, t- how we're going to worship whatever you want to worship how, literally Every single aspect of our lives is no longer what it what it was. So, if you or anyone else believes the things that people are saying in terms of normalcy, getting back to normal, do not let them fool you. Do not do not listen to anybody who is going to tell you that we are going to get back to normal. There is no more normal. Normal is gone. A new normal is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to occur. It's going to fill in the blanks. But whatever you thought before, all of that needs to be obliterated. And Switched over to something different. It's extremely hard. It's extremely hard. Because. Think about it. Man, you know, like because it's extremely hard, man. It's, It's extremely hard. It's extremely hard because no one was prepared for any of this. Somewhere and many, many people, such as myself, relate to the game that's being played. And depending on what age group you are, man, it's it's tough. Like I, I'll be, you know, I, I, my, my, my sister-in-law, she graduated high school this year and, you know, and Supposedly Supposed to be going to college and, you know, college is one semester at home and then the other semester on campus, you know, so she's, you know, she's going through different things. High school, you know, graduation wasn't what it, what it should have been and prom, there was no prom and, and all, all this stuff. Like, man, I, I'll be, I, I don't know how I would be if I were 18, graduating high school, going to college. I don't know. You know, I don't know, but man oh man it it's it's tough to uh, adjust you know um, when you have responsibilities, right you got a family, you got bills, you got loans, you got credit cards, you got. You know, you got stuff. You got stuff. You got stuff you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis that you can't get to. It's extremely hard to adjust. It's hard. You know, in many ways it's been you know it's been a great year in any way in 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 other ways right so we're online sellers you know yeah you know we we've experienced bumps in sales because everybody's buying online more people more people are buying online than before sure sure those are good bumps you know that's going to help that's going to help but there's something else happening, in, in 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 outside of that, that we we are gonna have to overcome. And how we overcome it, is with a new way of thinking. And it's not necessarily a new way, but bringing a a, a way that's been around already, bring bringing it more to the mainstream, to the mainstream way of thinking. It's been around. It's been around already. It's already been around. But these times that we're in, it's proving that we need to bring those ways to the mainstream. Because now we're talking about survival. Now we're talking about survival. It's unfortunate that we do not have the luxury anymore of being ignorant. We don't. So. Some of these ways. That we need to bring to the mainstream. Very, very simple. But very, very, very. Difficult to do, at least to start doing. Independence. Independence. Wow. How powerful is that? Not really. It's been around. Independence. The idea of independent. Has been around for wha- forever, right? But the difference between that word, b- the difference between using that word now and using that word pre-pandemic, is that pre-pandemic, we have the luxury of not being independent. We have the luxury of being ignorant of what it means to be independent. Here's the reality. The reality is you cannot completely be a hundred percent independent. Okay. So don't go driving yourself crazy thinking you can be a hundred percent independent. Let's talk about a few ways, a few ways that if we do these things, we will find more peace and happiness And predictability in our lives. Because the predictability in our lives right now is very low right now. Wherever you are in your life. You have to be able to start where you are. It's very easy to be super, super discouraged. If you feel like you're behind. You know. If you're very behind, if you feel that way, because you know, you may have a massive amount of debt and that doesn't make you independent, right? Doesn't make you feel independent. Or you may have a mortgage and uh, very high expenses. So you may not feel good about the situation, right? But I, strongly encourage you to just find joy in knowing and believing that you just have to start where you are, no matter where you are in the journey, no matter what you have, because you can go crazy. If you start believing that there's just no hope because your situation is your situation. You just have to start where you are, do the best you can with what you have and with what you're doing and just try to focus on doing better every single day. That's literally all you have. That's the greatest asset that you can own right now is the belief that You just have to start where you are and then move in an upward direction from there. Not compare yourself to anyone else. Independence. We need to be independent in how we make our money. So think of it this way. think of it in terms of being a free agent or think of it in terms of being a freelancer if a freelancer is independent does not have any loyalty to any company that pays them they can do a job at that company and then they can also do a job at that company, at the competitor's company at the same time. They can do a job here and make this money this way over here. They can do a job over there and make money over there with the competitor. You need to be totally free of someone dictating how much you make. We have to be totally free from that. Listen. It's going to take time to get there if you're not there already. It's going to take time. But I'm just talking about the mind state shift that we must have. Not that we shouldn't have had it already, because we should have. But pre-pandemic, we had the luxury. We had the luxury of kind of bullshitting. These companies are not designed to keep you employed. I don't care where you work. Even the government, it's not designed to keep you working there. And that was proven already when pensions started going away. Because the whole idea of a pension, which sounds ludicrous, you know, it sounds very ludicrous, but the whole idea of, of the pension was, yeah, you know, you put your time here and then that company will pay you until you die. After you put a certain amount of time in that, think about this, that company will pay you until you die. The company. That It sounds ludicrous because you're assuming the company will never go under would never be bought out by someone else would never be sued and have to go bankrupt. It it just assumes the company would last forever. So somehow we were, you know, you know, we were, we were tricked into thinking that pensions were a good thing or pensions made sense. If they made sense, why did they go away? You know, um, I I I just never had the luxury of being ignorant. It just keeps coming back to this. I was uh I was 16 years old when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And that was pretty much the catalyst of everything um I've done after that point. But like I said, I didn't have the luxury of being ignorant. I read that book and once I knew I can no longer unknow. I can't unknow what I knew after that. It was like, okay, all right, so I was 16 years old. It wasn't like, you know, I know the book a lot uh it, it refers to real estate a lot, you know. I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't gonna go out and buy a bunch of real estate, you know, 16. But I knew at that point was like, okay, I need, I am I want, I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, I need to be an entrepreneur. Not that I want to be, I need to be an entrepreneur by any means necessary. Right. And then after that, you know, so on and so forth. But <clears throat> we first need to find a way to be independent in how we make our money. So think about it. You know, like I said, think about it as a freelancer where you can make money with whoever you don't have any loyalty to any company that pays you. That's one way you can do it. You know, there's other ways to be independent. You know, we live in, the, you know, we're in the online uh, retail business, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, obviously not one customer determines our whole amount of money we make we sell to thousands of customers hundreds of customers whatever it is right but in our in our situation where i keep reiterating in different ways is we cannot be loyal to any platform that pays us because those are the companies that actually pay us at the end of the day we don't get we don't get paid directly from customers we get paid from amazon We get paid from eBay or Poshmark, Macari, Depop, Etsy, so on and so forth. But we cannot be dependent on any one platform to pay our bills. Here's another way I would suggest people think about it. Is we need to decentralize how we make our money or how we get paid. Decentralize it. Because right now, for many of us, it's centralized. Whenever you have a centralized uh, situation, it doesn't matter if it's money, it doesn't matter if it's politics, it doesn't matter if it's anything. If it's a centralized structure, there's gonna be some holes in there. That there gonna be some holes in there where you that you don't want to plug that could possibly possibly be accidentally plugged that can drain you but it more so when it comes to our money the problem with being centralized is our risk our risk goes way up and what i mean by risk i mean risk of losing money risk of failure risk of whatever it goes up dramatically. So if you're thinking of it as like an investment, right? When you make investments, you're expecting a return, but generally you don't invest in one stock. You don't just buy Apple. You don't just buy Tesla. You don't just buy. No. You buy multiple different stocks, a lot of times in different industries, a lot of times in different whatever. So one loss could, 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 or one gain over here can offset a loss over there, so on and so forth. But it's de it's decentralized when you start diversifying, right? So decentralizing our, our income is one step we can think was one way we can think of it in terms of getting closer to the step of independence. You know, you know, you probably heard it many times, you know, having, uh, uh, you, you, you hear, you hear it many times that, you know, starting a business is risky. And then if you're from the, you know, the, you know, the, the rich dad, poor dad community, I guess you could say, you know, that, you know, those people who you know follow up on, who follow Robert Kiyosaki, kind of say they say what Robert Kiyosaki says, right? Well, you know, having a job is risky. You know, when I first heard that, you I mean obviously I was sixteen. I, you know, I, I I understood it, but I didn't know by experience, right? So I was like, okay, that 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 makes a lot of sense. It, it just it just it just makes a lot of sense because if something happens with your job. They're doing cuts because of COVID and because business isn't going that well. They lay off people or the company gets bought up, bought by another company, or they just go bankrupt or the people there just don't like you. And then what? What do you do? You know, you invested all of this time into working for a company. Or you put your time so much into something that you can't, you can't extract what you're truly worth out of it. You can't extract that out of it. And if something happens there and, you know, you lose your income, you lose a hundred percent of your income. That's risky. Starting a business. Of course, there's risk but it's not any more risky. It's it's, it's not any more risky than anything else. You start a business. Let's say you're a freelancer. You have many clients. If one, and here's the thing, if you have one really big client and then a few small clients, you're still centralized. Or if you have, you know, really one, because that client has something over you, they dictate whether you stay up, stay open in business or not. That's risky. That's, that's still risky. But if you have many clients, right? Many clients, yes, some are bigger than others, so on and so forth. But no one company pays more than, you know, 50% of, of, of what gets paid to you, Right. So if not, if not any of those companies pay more than 50% of your income, then you're in a good spot. You're in a good spot. And then you keep adding clients and adding processes and systems to get more clients. And then the sky's the limit. Where's the risk? Where's the risk? I mean, if you can conceptually think about it that way, where's the risk? Obviously there's risk, you know, but where is the risk? With a job? If the person responsible for paying for a hundred percent of your income, if they decide to cut you off for whatever reason, whether it's pandemic or whether it's they're doing, they can, they can fire you for any reason. There's no, they don't have to give you reason to fire you, but and which is which is crazy uh, to think about. It is. It seems crazy to, to, to want to stay in a position like that, where I can basically lose my income for any reason. They don't have to give you a reason to fire you. And it's not against the law, you know, so the risk is there. 100% of your income paid by this one person or company, the business. If you're a freelancer, you have many clients, you know, and then, you know, you have 10 clients. Each of them, uh, each of them, you know, pay at least 10%, each of them pay at least 10%, 10 clients, each pay 10% of your total income. That's a safe bet. If you lose one client, you still have 90% of your income. If you lose three clients, you still have seventy percent of your income, and then you also have the ability to get more, you know? And then, you know, you can actually expand your business by implementing processes and systems so you can actually expand your income exponentially. So so, you know you know, I'll probably preach it to the choir right now. But independence, okay. The other way of independence that I'm thinking of, and there's many, I'm not about to just go down a list of whole different ways we need to be independent, but we need to be independent in how we invest, right? We live in a very volatile time period, you know? Now, i I recommend people the the first thing I talked about with, with independent with being a independent merchant being a independent of uh making our money, how we make our money that's that's it's not really disputable right? you right know, you know sure you know people have opinions different opinions about it, but it's not really disputable what I just said you know, but this part is somewhat disputable, and I do recommend people go and do more research on their own. But we need to be independent on how we invest. Now, the whole the whole point of investing is to do something now, to sacrifice now for the future. Um the old way was to obviously put money into a 401k, put money into an IRA, put money into um Uh, basically, retirement—you know, through through our nine to fives—but like I said before, those things train you to go to sleep. The problem with the United States of America, and probably many parts around the world, but more so in the United States, we are the richest country in the world, supposedly. But yet the but yet very, very, very poor in terms of our, our our if you look at incomes, for example, the average income or which haven't seen which hasn't seen much growth, or all the people who are actually struggling to just um make ends meet. Uh the the the, the problem is People thought it was a good idea to take away our decision-making. So there you go with the pensions, right? That took away our decision-making for ourselves on how we should retire. You know, they weren't talking about, okay, well, yeah, you go going to work here, but, you know, we may not be around, so we don't have any like. There's nothing like you. Just you just work here. If they just said, "Yo, you just work here," you just. I mean, yeah, you will get. You could get fired anytime I want. time I want you to be fired, and um, you got to figure out your own retirement. Now, if we had to figure out our own retirement, a lot of people believe that that's a bad thing. So it was decided for us. Yo, just put these money, yo, just put these money in these 401ks, man. Like, what, what, like, just have it automatically deducted into the 401ks. Then that'll be your retirement. Okay. How much is it costing me to put in, put money into the 401ks? How much are the people who are managing these 401ks, how much are they making and how much are they taking on my money? There's no answers on that. You can't even look that up. There's no answers on that. How much am I putting in there, and how much is being eroded? No answer. See, see, see. With with things like that, these are these are these are these are things that we're putting to put into place, because. Whoever was at the top, deciding and, and 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 whatever the sentiment of the people were during the time these things were put into place, there was a strong belief that people couldn't figure it out on their own. But if but if you had to, they would say, "Yo, like you need to make sure you're doing something now to make sure you live comfortably when you leave here or when you're done working." What do you think? would happen what do you think people would do they say they might say hey you know they might um, a, a group of people a group of workers might say hey hey let's go buy this um, let's go buy this uh, this piece of land over here that um, that Exxon mobile is building on for their gas station and then you know we'll we'll live off the rent income, and that'll be our retirement. Oh, let me just go ahead and buy this apartment building over here let me let me save some money, put it, put it down an apartment building and um I'll live in one unit, and then that'll be my retirement. Oh, let me just go ahead and buy these stocks over here. You know the S and P 500 or this index over here. Well, I'm gonna put some money into that, and uh, and then put some money here and and put some money over there, and and now I got I got some income from the. I'm gonna go buy a real estate. Uh, I'm gonna go buy a shopping mall, or, or or go buy a McDonald's franchise, or you know I'm gonna do all these different things. I'm going to have income coming from different places with all the money that I'm making. I mean, what, what I think is, I, I think something would happen. There'll be a sense of accountability. There'll be a sense of, of, of more people not allowing other people to decide for them how they should live, when they should take the money. There will be a lot more focus on wealth creation, generational wealth, There'll be a lot of conversations about that. Just like there's conversations about that now. There's a lot of conversations about generational wealth and wealth building, but there would be more so if we weren't put to sleep with the pensions, with the 401ks, with all the idea of giving our money to other people to do things for us that we could do ourselves that's why you don't learn about it in school. Why I teach you that? Why I teach you that? There's already a system in place for that. So when you be independent, I kind of, kind of uh, went to went 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 a little far on that one, but I but I meant the the, the next thing that maybe this uh, um, the 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 third the third thing I would talk a little bit about is education you know this i think is a big big thing where we we no longer have the luxury of we don't have the luxury anymore to rely on others on institutions for our education. So here's what we have so far. We need to be independent merchants, how we make our money today. We need to be independent investors, how we make our money in the future. And then we need to be independent in our education. This It, it It's really wild. It's really wild because. It's really wild because, like I said, this stuff I'm talking about is nothing new, but it needs to be kicked in gear into the mainstream from this point on. And you know what? If it's not mainstream, that's cool but don't but don't be confused 10 five, 5 10 years from now 2 years from now don't be confused why there's such a strong wealth gap why there's such a strong income gap why don't don't, don't be confused don't be confused on why those things are happening or continue to happen right don't be confused but education We've been, our education, again, puts us to sleep. It's a waste of time to go to school. It's a waste of time now. Right now, you don't even go to school. There is no... School. Distance learning is not school. That's not school. That's distance learning. (sighs) The things we learn in school are so insignificant. Let's break it down first. Elementary school, preschool, you know, pre high school basically. I couldn't I couldn't tell you five things that I actually learned pre high school. Me personally, I couldn't tell you. No, I'm sure there's people who can tell you more. I'm sure there are, obviously, you know. But what the pandemic exposed about education, at least education as we have it now, is that it is nothing more than a daycare. See, when you start taking away these things, we start paying attention and seeing them as they are. When they were talking about closing the schools. When they were just talking about it, you know, trying to decide on it, it was exposed. Well, we go to work, so we have to have our kids in school. How am I going to go to work? And if my kids aren't in school, I would put them in a daycare. You know, if they're little kids, right? Someone has to watch them as daycare. That's what school is elementary middle school their daycares these we rely on these people to watch our kids for us and what do they do in daycare they do activities yeah they socialize you know they they you know do whatever right that they do it's daycare that's what it is we were put to sleep We said, "Just go to school, and you will learn everything you need to learn. You know they you know you you probably heard that uh, you probably heard maybe in the last ten years or so that you know the the you know parents aren't aren't as influential." You know, there's so many influences from school and there's so many influences elsewhere. Like the parent isn't the most influential. And then, you know, that, 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 I think, you know, that idea, that idea has floated around in the information age when it's, you know, with internet and social media and all this kind of stuff. Right. And that makes sense. It it does make sense. It, It makes sense that that could be true, but it's not really the truth. It's the truth. If you literally are not in your kids' lives, that's the truth. You will not be the most influential person. And you know what? That's, that still may not be true because whatever baggage and shit that you left, uh, uh, that that child has with a parent not being around. Whatever baggage that shit is follows them for the fucking rest of their lives. And they have to, you know, probably do some therapy or they might not even do therapy and then just, you know, move how they move every day. And it still is, 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 is the primary reason why they do what they do as adults because of the child, uh, the parent, whether they're there or not. Right. Sure, reading, writing, arithmetic. Yes, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Right? And it's very important. It's very important. Reading, writing, and arithmetic, but it's very archaic how they're teaching us. They're they're teaching us the way they taught, you know, my parents and and then my parents' parents in a way, right? So we have to take control of the education that we're giving our children. We have to teach them. We have to teach them. You don't have the luxury of ignorance anymore. We have to teach them. It's required they go to school. Distance learning is required. You can't just not have your kids go to school. There's going to be issues. But we have to go on top of that and teach them about what really is happening out here in the real world. Teaching them about entrepreneurship right now. When they're five, six years old. My daughter's six. I'm 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 putting together and and she knows what I she knows what I do. Or she knows what I uh yeah, she knows what I do. But I, I'm trying to figure out a way where we can get her started on something for herself you know, a business or something for herself, get her introduced to that. We have to start teaching them about what really happening in certain, in in history or certain parts of history. A lot of the stuff that we see in these history books, is a lot of biased stuff and a lot of stuff left out, you know, specifically for black people or African Americans, however you want to say that for us, we got to really teach them about what the fuck happened. What really happened. Okay? What really happened. And what to be proud of. Because there's a lot of things happening on these schools, uh, in, in middle school and also college, that are, are teaching the wrong things. There's a lot of politics behind the history of America. There's a lot of politics, but I want my kids to know what really to what really happened. Okay. What really happened? What to be proud of. And how to continue to move humanity forward. All the other shit that they're teaching in schools, some schools, not all schools, some schools, especially colleges about, you know, uh, uh, teaching them things that further divides us. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of, a lot of people teaching things that further divide us. That ain't cool. Okay. That ain't cool. Okay? We are further. We are further than we were before. Yes, we are. Is there shit that's still fucked up? Yes, there's shit that's still fucked up. Yes, but we aren't going to stay on the fucked up shit because that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't encompass the entire thing. There's too much good shit happening. There's too much opportunity here, right here, right now. Yes, we know the history. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about the sins. We're going to talk about the sins of America. Let's talk about it. All right, cool. We got that. Let's talk about what we can be proud of. You know, the people who are pioneers, the people who are revolutionary. Let's talk about that, right? All right, let's wrap it all together with what America allows us to do. Okay, let's talk about that. And then we will move humanity forward. We're going to keep, we're going to keep moving forward. Okay. You got to take control of that narrative. You have to, you know, you got to You got to take control of it. Right. And then, okay, let's move on to college, college. I went to college. The problem with college is obviously the cost of college. You can get by on some grants. Let's, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not discount that at all. I got by with grants. I took out a loan. Uh, cause I wanted to, I didn't even use it for school shit. I took out a loan to to start some business shit. (laughs) You know, I was like, oh shit, these interest rates are 3%, 2%, 1%, 1%, whatever, whatever it was, took out $5,000 and started doing some business stuff. You know, that, that's how I want, you know, us to think. So there's a whole system in America that allows you to do a lot of shit, allows you to do a lot of things. You know, it allows you to do a lot of things here. But there's a lot of people who are, there's a lot of people out here who think that we are, you know, America is the sinfulest of the sins, the, the sinfulest of the sinful, right? But you gotta learn how to play the system, baby. When you don't come from shit like me, you gotta learn how to play the system. And I played the system, got my five grand student loan. Did some business stuff didn't work out, and I'm still paying on this student loan. (laughs) I'm still paying on it at five grand. I pay fifty dollars a month for that, and I you know I I just never you know right now it's like two or three grand. You know they're they're milking me for my little for my little five grand that I borrowed from them. They're 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 milking me, you know fifty dollars a month. ain't doing nothing, but uh, that's the minimum payment. I just make it. You know the interest rates so low. I just haven't paid off the whole thing. Um, but anyways, I I still pay on it. I probably got like maybe five more years on it. Uh, but anyways, but the, the cost of education is so low, uh, so high, excuse me. The cost of education is so high. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then when you start learning about, you know, why it's high, once you, once you know, You can't unknow. We don't have the luxury of being ignorant. And it's not the easiest, easiest of lives to live when you're not ignorant. It's not easy to live like this. You have to be mentally strong for this shit. Cause some people are going to, you know, they can't take all this. Some people can't take it all, you know, and then they, you know, they curl up and go back to what they were doing before. And they'll, they, they deal with the consequences years down the line. But for those of us who have some strength, who can deal with this and who want, who wants a better future for themselves and for their kids who want freedom, you know, who want freedom. Cause a lot, not, not everybody wants freedom. For those of us who want freedom, ignorance is not a luxury. So once you realize that this whole college thing was a scam back 12, 13 years ago, it was a scam. It was a scam from the government, the United States government. Riddle me this. You're 18 years old. You just graduated high school you go to a college and this is the college you want to go to now you have to remember like you have to really put yourself into this position when you're 17 18 years old just graduated high school you know for the past maybe uh uh even if you got on the college train late, you know, you are usually supposed to get you, get, you get on the college train usually in, in the sophomore year, right? You know what college you want to go to. You start studying for the SATs and all this kind of stuff, right? But let's say you're late. Let's say, you know, you don't really, you know, you didn't realize it, but you want to go to college when you're a senior, you're like five months away from uh, graduation. You know, the, mo- the most you can do is a junior college, or you can go to one of these private colleges, you know, like one of those, uh, you know, the, uh, those those cooking schools or whatever to get your get get different um, certificates and degrees for for cooking or some type of trade school or something like that. Not, not necessarily a trade school, but you know, one of those private schools, right? That those were big, you know, after the financial crisis. Those little private schools where you can you know learn these different things. Like, uh, like, a you know, chef and pastry chef and, and all these other different things, right? Private schools. Right. So you can, you can either go to a community college or you can go to one of those little private schools, you know, imagine you're like, yo, you know, you already know what school you want to get into. No matter how late you are in the game of wanting to go to college, you kind of know what school you want to go to, right? You go to that school, you have really no way of differentiating which college is best and which one to go to. You have no real way of doing that. You have no real way. You can kind of just go based on what you hear, what you read. You know, I mean, from that vantage point, you don't know really what the difference between this junior college and that junior college besides what you heard. But you do go to one. And you say, yo, I want to do this program. You're 18 years old. Okay, this program costs X, Y, and Z, cost twenty thousand, fifteen thousand. Let's just say on the low end, let's say it costs ten thousand a year to go to this school, right? And then you were sold on the idea of the college lifestyle, the on campus, you wanna live on campus, you wanna, you know, be free and and you know wake up in a dorm and you know have fun and you know and just kind of just be free you know that's that's what we're sold on right but it costs let's say i'm I'm talking low side ten thousand there's obviously colleges they cost seventy thousand eighty thousand, but let's say you're late to the game, you can't get into those 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 upper class colleges you're just going to you know state college junior college. You walk in there, you've never had a job before. You've never voted, you never voted before. You probably never had sex before. You go in there, they say, okay, it costs 10 grand a year to get into this college to do this particular program. And sign right here. We'll give you the money to do it. And you don't have to pay it until after you graduate. Or if you stop going to school six months, if you don't continue going to school, you don't have to pay for it until then. Um. All right, cool. And then you get into college. And then you end up changing your major because you didn't, you know, you weren't really filling the major you started with. You didn't, you just change it. You take a few classes here. Oh, you know what? You know, you want to kind of explore some more. So you're taking some classes that don't really have anything to do with anything. And let's say you, you, you chose a degree in political science or, you know, uh, Egyptian art, or, you know, you're flipping back from psychology to business and, you know, you don't really know what, you know, you don't know. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know what you want a degree in. But you're still paying, you're still getting more classes and they're still funding you this money. Right? They're still funding you this money. And then, you know, you just say, some people might say, you know, what just, you know, life happens. You know, you get a, you start having sex, then you have a baby. And now you can get a job. And now it's hard to go back to school. And now you're in the real world. You're in the real world at that point. You're trying to go back to school. And then you know what? Them loans start kicking in because you didn't go for the last six months. But let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say you actually don't have sex. And you don't have a baby. And you continue to finish college. You're still going, you know, you're at the junior, co- if you're at the junior college level, you're doing your thing. You're transferred to a university, right? University costs a little more, you know, university costs a little more and you know what? Sign right here, you know, your parents be responsible for this amount of the loan. You'll be responsible for this amount. And then you're like, sure, you don't have to pay until you graduate because after, because you're, you know, yeah, you know, we're near graduation. Yeah, you're not thinking about a job right now. All right. And then, bam, you're close to graduation. You 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 you, you figured your major out. You want to major in and uh, you want to major in political science. You went back to that. OK, let's say on the low side, you're fifty thousand dollars in that. No, no, low side. Let's go lower. You're $30,000 in debt. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking real low. And this is actually might be very disrespectful to the people who actually have higher student loans than that. But I'm just trying to give people an idea. Let's just say it's a low number, $30,000. So you have, a, you have a loan for $30,000. Okay. And you're a political science major. And then, you know, what job do you get? Now, if you talk to anybody in, in college, you'll realize that the people who get jobs after they go to college, They usually have jobs that don't have anything to do with their degrees. Okay. So. Now you're just in debt. just paying the debt off and you're playing a totally different game. You were sold on the idea that if you went to college, you have fun, you enjoy yourself, you learn things and then you get your degree and then you start making some money. But there's a problem with that. The problem is who, who, who thought that a 17, 18 year old would have any decision making ability to be able to take on that kind of debt? Who, who who thought, who thought that was okay? Who thought that was okay? And then you know what, if you take on the debt and, and if you don't pay it. You can't bankrupt out of it. See, there's a there's a law, the bankruptcy law, allows you to bankrupt out of everything, every debt, except for student loans and obviously taxes. If you owe taxes, you're gonna pay them taxes. Uh, but you can, you know, well, you know, uh, child support, you know, you you have to pay child support. If you, if, I don't think that's considered a debt, but but uh, but student loans and student loans is the only like, you know, real debt from the outside world, not including the government that you cannot bankrupt out of. You can bankrupt out of everything else, everything else. You can start over, but if you, if you can't pay those student loans, they're going to, they're going to, you can't bankrupt out of them. And that was decided. That was decided before the student loans became a very huge thing, so they already they already knew they were they were playing the long game. They were they were allowing the banks to give you this money, and the security the security of those uh, the 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 security for the government insuring those student loans. One of the securities was not only that they were going to insure it, but another security was. They can't bankrupt out of it. You will be paid no matter what. They told the banks you'll be paid no matter what. And you might think like, okay, well, if I don't pay it, well, how, how, if I don't pay it, I don't pay it. Like, so what? Nope. Don't think that. You know what happens? Let's say you go file your taxes and you get a refund. Guess where that refund is going before it goes to your account straight to your student loans. They could put a levy. They could put a levy on your bank account. They don't, that's not common. They don't usually do that, but what will happen for sure is if you have a refund with the government, the government services, the loans, Sally may for, for, you know, for non-private student loans, the government services, the loans. So if you owe something on the balance sheet, on their balance sheet, they're going to take that from you okay? until, un- until it's paid in full. All right. So it's. As long as student loans, government insured student loans, as long as as long as they, those exist, the price of college will continue to rise. College isn't what it, what it should be. Like, I, I I wish college was really a breeding place of intellectuals. Like, like just breed intellectuals because I, I love to learn. That's why I went, That's why I went to college because I wasn't going to go at first. I was one of the late people who didn't decide to go. I didn't decide to go to college until after I graduated high school. You know, at first I was like, I'm not going there, you know, forget it. But I was so, I was so, um, I was so stimulated by, uh, by learning. I really got, I really got stimulated in terms of my, my mental. Cause I, I would, you know, I would learn, I, I loved all of my co- college classes. Like I didn't t- start doing well in school until I went to college. Uh, I I did sort of well towards the end of high school, sort of, but I I really excelled when I went to college, um, because I I I started to like learning, you know, and then I I started just to like I I just wanted to be able to have different conversations with people. I was really, uh, I became a, a, a real academic. I was I was very academic in college, you know, and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Every moment, every class, except for one. There was one class I just didn't, I wasn't really messing with. That was an anthropology, probably because it was a four-hour class uh, when I was taking it. But I really loved every single subject. I, I just like to learn. I love to learn. I didn't know that until at the end of high school, you know. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't know, I didn't know that about myself until then. Um, and I, I wish that you can just really just go there and literally just learn. You just learn no pressure to have to get a job when you leave, you know, just no pressure, no pressure to have to do all that. I'm not saying it should be free. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying college should be free. I'm not saying that, but it doesn't need to be as high as it is. The stakes shouldn't be as high as it is. And we shouldn't be pushing that decision-making onto 18 year olds who just finished high school, who never had a job. All they know is, um, all they know is, you know, for guys, all they know is girls and getting girls, and, you know, fucking around and playing video games and sports and just, you know, kid shit. I mean, that's that's how it should be. Right. You know, with high school, we should not be pushing that decision making on to these people who we have not prepared to make those decisions. I'm not saying they can. There may be a time where they can, but they're so we we, we we've done nothing to prepare Nothing has been done to prepare us up until that point. So why the hell should we be making decisions to take on debt that we cannot bankrupt out of? We cannot get out of if we change our minds. That doesn't make any sense to me. So we need to be independent of that shit. In other words, all of that to say we need to be independent in our education, it's not It's not the way I prefer it I prefer I prefer the college setting I prefer it there's nothing like it you know there's nothing like it, but we have to be very selective in what we're teaching what we're teaching ourselves and what we're teaching our kids but to be very selective. we have to basically choose those you know, four or five major things that they need to know. Those four or five major things that they need to know. It may be more than that, but I think, you know, if we're able to reduce it down to four or five major things that they need to know to survive in this new world, to ensure that they are successful, Entrepreneurship, finance, currencies, relationships, technology, there may be a few more, but we have to really take control of what's being taught. Yo, I'm about to have two babies in a couple of weeks if they don't come sooner hopefully they don't I want them to come later we're not, we're not ready <laughs> and um, listen we, we don't have the luxury of ignorance I wish we did but we don't we have to get very serious about our future what we want you know what I want I don't want a million dollars. I tell you what I don't want, and I'll tell you what I want too. I don't want a million dollars. I'm not after a million dollars. I want freedom. I'll leave it at that. Until next time. You know, we're gonna get into Q4 stuff in the next episode. You know, uh we're gonna get into this Q4 stuff. And, uh, I'm going to be sharing with some tidbits, um, that's working well in the business. And, um, you know, we're going to keep the ball rolling, y'all. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just behind. I'm behind on my podcasts. I'm behind on everything actually. And I'm trying to catch up, but we're going to keep the ball rolling. And until next time, stay on your grind and keep your mind on success.